the Hill Country Patriot. He's a native Texan, president of the Fredericksburg Tea Party, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is the Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a beautiful Hill Country morning. Uh, got all kinds. We've got a great show today. It's packed up. We're going to hear from our good friends today with the Texas Homeschool Coalition. Um, and uh, this, uh, inter- this it, in this interview, by the way, uh, it just occurred to me that you may be thinking, you know, we just lined this up since um, the uh, Uvalde uh, school shooting. Uh, but, no, this was uh, over a week ago. Um, that I lined this interview up, so please don't read anything into that. Um, but uh, so we're looking forward to that. Stephen Housley's going to be on here. Um, but before we go there, we're going to talk to Jody at uh, Tejas Smoke Depot. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, Matt. How are you today? I am doing well. We, um, yeah, Jody was uh, off to the coast last weekend and some secret location and had a blast and. By the way, when you go into the Tejas Smoke Depot, I'm not going to tell these stories on the air. Uh, Jody had a couple of pretty good stories to tell me about her uh, her trip to the uh, uh, coast. And what you need to do is you need to go into Tejas Smoke Depot um, and uh, ask her about uh, her trip to uh, the coast because there's a there's a pretty good story that would uh, probably make the newspaper in a lot of places. Um, so anyway, uh, so Jody, I'm glad you're back home safe and that everything's well and you got a little bit of sun and sand between your toes. Tell us about the Tejas Smoke Depot. What do you guys have going on? Well, Matt, you know, this weekend is a Memorial Day weekend, so every year we do a sale for, um, to honor our, our, of course, our vets and, you know, give our customers a little break on um, fine cigars and pipe tobaccos and accessories. Um, and, you know, we, we uh, try to honor those that have fought and died for our country. Um, we will be closed on Monday um, for that. We're also um, donating some goods for the um, Lone Star Bar that's having a benefit for um, the vets. Mm-hmm. Um, all the donations go to, you know, their their cause. I'm, I'm not sure which one, whether it's Wounded Warriors. But mm-hmm. we're going to donate something there so if anybody gets a chance to go make a bid on on the um, donations that are given, um, come by and see us on Sunday. Um, I believe it's Sunday. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Not at Tejas um, Smoke Depot because y'all are closed on Sunday. No, we're closed on Sunday, and we will be closed on Monday. But yeah, we've got we're having a sale this weekend, and um, you know we've got all kinds of things to offer: fine cigars, cigarettes, pipe tobaccos, accessories. Of course, you know all your name brand cigarettes, beer and wine. Um, you know all well, those things and, that go along with tobacco. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, you have uh, snacks and ice, soda pops, the local right. paper, and um, and other uh, probably uh, birdcage liners. Uh, they're right uh, in the same pile with the uh, local paper. They kind of get mingled in there. It's hard to tell yeah. one from the other. 
Um, right. if you now you don't can't have the kids come in. So if you got the kids in the truck, um, just uh, go ahead and make a counterclockwise circle around the building and pull up to the window. And uh, Jody or one of her awesome uh, helpers uh, will uh, take care of you at the window there. Uh, Tejas Smoke Depot, folks, is on the west end of Main Street. In fact, it's just as you're you're, you're pretty much on your way out of town. Um, if you're uh, heading west on Main Street and you get to the Y at the end of the town, go to the left. That would be what uh, many of us call the Harper Highway. Uh, unless you live in Harper, then it's called the uh, Fredericksburg Highway, I think. Um, and uh, but you're going towards Harper and Junction, and there on the left, and just a little wee bit, you will see the Tejas Smoke Depot. Easy to spot, and uh, lots of great people in there. And um, Jody and Dave have uh, been supporters of the Fredericksburg Tea Party uh, for as long as uh, we've been around, and uh, they are all great patriots, good patriots. You need to go in and do some business with them. And you really got to go in this week and hear Jody's story. I mean, you really do. Um, I guess. Uh, and, and don't forget the phrase that pays. If you oh. come in and say what the phrase is, there you go. You get a disc added discount. Which this week, because of you know Memorial Day, uh, we've used this one before, but it's always a good one. And it is some gave all, all gave all gave some, some gave all. All and, gave some. And some gave all. Yep, we've used that one in there. It's, that is great. And uh, yes. so what we do every week, we have a phrase that pays. And when you go in to make your purchase and visit with uh, Jody, you give them the phrase that pays. And that will give you a discount plus your name in the hat for a monthly drawing. And uh, that uh, um, there you go. And so the phrase this week is all gave some and some gave all. And uh, reminder that they are closed on Sundays always, and they will be closed this Monday. What are your hours during the weekday? Uh, we're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and on Saturdays we open 9 to 7. And, of course, always closed on Sundays. All right. Folks, y'all go check out Tejas Smoke Depot. And uh, uh, Jody and Dave, thank you very much for supporting the Tea Party and for supporting the Matt Long Show. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, Matt. Thank you for all that you do, too. All righty, folks. There we go. Go buy Go visit the Taos Smoke Depot for me. Give them a little business. And I'm serious. You'll you'll uh, you'll love the stories uh, from the weekend. It was quite an adventure that they had. And uh, I can say I've had some adventures, um, but not one like this. So uh, y'all go check it out. Um, give you a little bit of Ben Franklin, and then when we get back, we'll have Stephen Housley on the line with Texas Homeschool Coalition. Um, here we go. Uh, let's see. What, let's give it a little Ben Franklin here. Oh, <clears throat> here we go. He that pays for work before it's done has but a penny worth for two pence. He that pays for work before it's done has but a penny worth for two cents of work. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Folks, uh, we are back. I have on the line with me uh, Mr. Stephen Housley is with the Texas uh, Homeschool Coalition. In fact, I want to encourage you to go to uh, 
TSC, that stands for Texas Home School Coalition, dot O-R-G. You are a dot O-R-G. Is that, am I right on that? Yes, sir. That's right, Matt. All right. So Texas Home School Coalition, the initials are T-H-S-C dot org. And uh, check these guys out. Um, so tell us, uh, tell us. I think your name kind of gives you away, but tell us about Texas Homeschool Coalition. How long have you been around, and uh, what what is your what is your goal? What is your main? What do you guys do? Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me on, Matt. I appreciate it. So the Texas Homeschool Coalition has been around in some form since the eighties and nineties, um, and. Ultimately, what we do and, and the most important thing that we see ourselves as is a resource for families. There's a lot of things that we do, but we see that as the most important thing. Uh, and by that, I mean we want to be the, the first ones to help homeschoolers in Texas, whether you're brand new, you know, you just withdrew your children from public school yesterday, or you've been doing it for 10 or 20 years. We want to make sure that we are seen as uh, the people who are there to serve those families first and get them connected with local groups. Um, and so we are a nonprofit that focuses on, like I said, just being a resource. Um, but then we also have uh, some other uh, arms of our organization, such as our advocacy or arm that, that focuses on making sure that families have the rights that they need. So especially when it comes to interacting with government agencies or institutions of higher education, we would want to be there to make sure that homeschoolers' rights are protected and ensure that they, they get the things that they are entitled to. Um, and then uh, as well as making sure that they're, that they're not discriminated against. And then uh, we hold events across the state that are focused on making sure that families have those same resources that I've been talking about but can actually get to those in person and hear people speak about homeschooling uh, from an authoritative kind of um, way where they've come from having done it for years and years and can share wisdom and uh, even even tips and tricks and hacks that they've learned along the way. And then I would say the final piece is just the lobbying piece that we do uh, where we lobby at the state legislature for the rights of homeschoolers and families. And kind of hand in hand with that, we do a lot of election work as well. Yeah, you know, I one of the things I wanted to get to now your uh, advocacy um, <clears throat> organization. Do you have a different website for that, or y'all? Uh, uh, do, do is there two websites for your advocacy, or is that all on the same web page? It's all on the same website, uh, and so typically a lot of the advocacy, advocacy stuff can be found under the. I think it's under the membership tab. Um, actually, and, no, there is there is an advocacy tab. Yes, there is, and, there is. And I'm all looking of that at it. Uh, there you go. I just found yes. it. Okay, so one of the things that you guys, I know you uh, work up at the legislature and uh, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, and many folks here in the Hill Country um, have uh, we uh, operate and run with you guys up at the Capitol, or and are proud to do so. Uh, do you have anything going into this next legislative session? Is there anything on your <clears throat> on your uh, mind right now that you guys would like to take to the next legislative session that you may need support on uh, from uh, homeschoolers? Yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great question. We we always remind people whenever we whenever we talk about the legislative work that we do, or even when we are talking about the litigation work that we're doing, 
we kind of always like to remind people that our our right to homeschool is based on essentially an assumption that we have parental rights, that we have the right to raise our children as we see fit. Um, and so that's kind of the foundation uh, that, that we have even, you know, started to lobby for homeschooling rights upon. Uh, and so several years back, we started to really shift our focus to, you know, if we want to ensure that homeschooling is protected in the future, we really have to ensure that parental rights and, and family rights are protected into the future as well. Uh, because it's hard to have one without mm. the other. And so I would say the biggest things that we will be working on this upcoming session uh, will actually be the family rights issues. So, uh, Matt, you and I have worked together for a long time, and so you've, you've seen the different pieces of CPS legislation that we have passed that have reformed the Child Protective Services uh, Division of the of the department within uh, underneath the state. And then... Um, and then also working on family law reform, so making sure that families are treated fairly within uh, within the courts. Uh, if they are involved in a lawsuit or a custody dispute, we want to ensure that, that families and parents um, are, are treated fairly. So those are the things that we're, we're going to be working on the most, uh, and we're still, I would say, in the kind of drafting stages of those bills. And so... Well, as we get closer to the legislative session, you know, we'll obviously put the information for that on our website and begin talking about those things and having those important discussions with lawmakers and staff and making sure that people understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Now, um, the y'all, you mentioned earlier about some events coming up, and we're going to get to that. In fact, that's why I wanted to get you on was to talk about uh, upcoming events, and we're going to do that here in a second. But I would like to ask you, um, it's almost a given uh, that uh, I would think that most of us would guess that during the last two years with the shutdown and parents seeing what's going on in the schools that you have received quite a few uh, maybe new members, people that have uh, never considered homeschooling. Tell us about what uh, your organization has looked like in the last couple of years, uh, the growth or, or not lack of growth. How, how is that looking for you guys? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. So I, I would say just to start off, like our, our membership numbers are higher than ever, um, and I think that's a testament just to the fact that people, um, people, are, people are liking homeschooling. You know, homeschooling was something where, People were put in a position where they kind of had to do it uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, especially when the lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we joke that everybody became a homeschooler in Texas overnight, um, which is uh, <laughs> which is in a way true. Um, but a lot of people stuck with that. And so, like, uh, the most recent survey that I've seen on the issue showed that over 70% of homeschool families who started during the pandemic uh, wanted to continue even after the the emergency would be considered over. Um, and so we want to focus really, really hard on making sure that we retain those homeschoolers, uh, not, because, uh, not, we be not because we feel it's the only way to educate, but just because they've expressed the interest and desire to continue. So we want to make sure that at least our part is complete where we are giving them the resources that, you know, that they need to continue doing that. Um, so, yeah, I would say membership is really good. The Census Bureau, the U.S. Census Bureau, showed um, in 2020 that the numbers tripled. The number of homeschooling families tripled from 4.5% to 12.3% over mm -hmm. the course of the, uh, the pandemic. And so 
things are things are just looking really good. And I think also what you're seeing is the competition, the spike in competition, is pushing public schoolers to uh, to try new things as well, which is really exciting. And we're we're seeing that all across the state. So um, when when a, a parent, a mom, or a dad, or a, a, a someone calls you and they say. Um, I, I, I've been looking at this. I, I'm very. I, this is scary to me. I've never considered homeschooling. What What is the What is the number one concern? So they call and they say, "I want to homeschool," but, and then they throw in their biggest concern. What is the biggest? What What do you think is the biggest concern among people who are looking at this for the first time? How would you answer their biggest concern? Yeah, I would say it's usually a combination of two things. Um, the first being, you know, I feel like I'm not equipped to, to do this. I don't know that I could teach my child physics and calculus and chemistry. Um, and, and that's a fair concern. Uh, and then a lot of people also have the concern of, I don't, I don't want to do this alone. You know, within public schools and private schools, traditional private schools, you have these support systems that are kind of built in with administration and other parents who are maybe part of the you know, are, are involved in the school. And so, uh, you know, our response to those things is, you know, is kind of the same, actually. The, the response to both of those concerns is find a, find a local homeschool group that is near you, because oftentimes those groups will share the load of teaching. So especially with those harder classes like calculus and physics, you can, you can get maybe teachers who have taught before in public-private schools or homeschool parents who have degrees in those areas teaching those classes and for them it's a lot easier to teach those harder classes uh, but our point being is these these homeschool groups these local homeschool groups often have a wealth of knowledge from veteran homeschoolers who have been doing it 10 20 30 years that can really really help to support you and supplement classes that you feel unequipped to teach but again we would also tell anybody you can you can you can do homeschooling however uh, works for your student best. And so if, if working, if that means taking those hard classes even at home and you learning physics and calculus along with your student, mm. that might be the best thing for your child. You just have to make that decision for your family. It just seems like a scary thing. You know, I think so many of us, if you've never had any exposure to homeschooling, it, it, and, and you mentioned the groups and working with other other families that are homeschooling, I think the first thing, if I didn't know that, the first thing I would think of was <clears throat> I'm going to be at home with my kids every day, just me and them at the kitchen table doing right. all of this. And it doesn't look like that and doesn't have to look like that, does it? Correct. No, not always. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, people will turn uh, one week of homeschooling into what we call road schooling, where they'll go and take a trip to um, different historic sites around around the U.S. and they do their homeschooling on the road, um, and so you know it, it it definitely doesn't have to look like that. Sitting at the kitchen table, you know, every single day doing your your homework or your or your coursework. Um, families are able to really um, make it as flexible and and different as they want it to be, and whatever they need it to be to meet their needs. Mm. Well, I have certainly over the last few years since I moved to uh, the Hill Country, and that's been, uh, oh, goodness, 23 years now, um, I have mm -hmm. met a lot of homeschoolers. In fact, I think the first ones that I really met and got to know really well was uh, Terry and Roger Hall and their family. 
and uh, they had their kids up at the Capitol, and the old, one of the older ones was actually getting credit for the work uh, that she was doing up at the Capitol, and uh, somehow Definitely. that was folded into uh, civics or history credits or something. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it, it just to me, having her child up there engaged at the Capitol was just, it, it, it's so different than reading about it in a book in the classroom. Right. It, it really is. It's very, it's very hands-on, and we, each legislative year, we offer our Capitol Days event, which allows families to come and, and literally lobby the legislature um, and, and to advocate for bills and, and policies that families across the state want the most. Um, and it's, it's just really cool to see that used as part of the homeschooling curriculum. And, you know, we, we see students getting their civics credit for, for those outings, you know, in, in tandem with other things that they're doing, you know, within the realm of civics. But uh, it's just really fun to be even a small part of that. Folks, um, uh, Stephen, we need to take a short break. I'm hoping you can. Uh, sure. We, can you stick around with us for a wee bit? And I, uh, I definitely can. All right, well, uh, stick around, folks. I am have Stephen Housley on the line with me with Texas Homeschool Coalition. Go check out their website, thsc.org. Thsc.org, and we will be right back. All right, folks, we are back. I have on the line with me Mr. Stephen Housley with TexasHomeschoolCoalition.org, THSC.org. Listen, I have one more question for you before we get to your big event out in, uh, it's going to be in the Woodlands, right? Yes. Yes, sir. That's it right. is the Woodlands. All right, I got one more question. So here's another question if I'd never done any homeschooling. Uh, are there, is there like, packages of of materials that say uh okay i've got a a child in the fourth grade and a child in the seventh grade is there a, a place or a, a resource where i can go and say here's fourth grade stuff and this is what you need for fourth grade and here's seventh grade books and this is what you need for seventh grade tell us tell us about that yes yeah, happy to do that. There, there are lots of great options for that, and I think one of the great things about homeschooling too is just that I, I kind of I kind of mentioned this with regards to civics, but parents have a lot of authority when it comes to what 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 gets decided to um, to satisfy certain requirements on the transcript, um, and so that's kind of the great thing is you can really mix and match curriculum as you see fit. Um, and you can decide as the parent, you know, these are the curriculums that we as a family have decided are best uh, for our students. Or it might be that you have different curriculum for each of your students because each student is different and unique, right? And so you want to find the ones that uh, you feel as a family and them as a student uh, suit their needs best and, and allow them to, to get the most out of it. But you also have groups like AOP and ABECA that do provide uh, like packaged um, packaged curriculum where you would get a full set of subjects that you could purchase from them and literally have it mailed to your door. And uh, it's it's essentially start to finish what you need for that grade. All right, listen, I could I, I, listen, I could spend another hour asking you questions about homeschooling. In fact, what we need to do um, this summer when uh, parents may be looking at this possibility, 
we need to get you uh, get you maybe get you guys uh, down into the hill country or for sure a couple of more uh, radio uh, uh, visits to where we can uh, it really kind of break you know just break all of this this whole homeschooling idea down and um, but we don't have time for that today and uh, but I want to talk to you about your homeschool conventions over the years I have seen these. I've seen you advertise them, and I don't have any children, so I've never attended a Texas Homeschool Coalition convention. But you've got to, I'm telling you what, I, you, you, the speakers you have lined up for the Woodlands on uh, June 2nd through the 4th, I, I, I don't even think you, it doesn't even matter. I, I want to go see who you've got going, uh, got coming up with that. You've got, um, you've got some folks from, you're going to be showing some never-before-seen content from The Chosen which, by the way, is uh, regular in our home, um, and uh, we make it a, a big event when new episodes of The Chosen come out and whenever they have something. You've got Allie Beth Stuckey. You've got, I'm just looking down this list, and uh, it makes me want to head over to the, uh, the, to the Woodlands <laughs> and uh, just for your speakers. So fill us in. What's happening at the Woodlands? Give us all the who, what, where, when, and why. Well, you're welcome to come on by, Matt. Nobody that comes to our convention is required to be a homeschooler, so just know that. Uh, but, yeah, it is, a, it is a great lineup. We have to, of course, give props to our, our events team for putting that together. Uh, we had a really successful event in Allen, Texas, uh, just, uh, wow, it must have been a month or maybe a month and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're expecting great things in the woodlands. That, that is, uh, that's kind of our home convention. Uh, we've, we, we were the ones who started that convention and, um, uh, it's just going to be a really special time where people can come in and hear from keynote speakers and go to workshops and, and network with other homeschool families. And, um, like I mentioned, even, even similarly to how people can get some of these tips and tricks and hacks from local school groups, these, these larger conventions, uh, are also a great place for that, where they can meet with other local homeschool uh, leaders and homeschool parents and even people from across the state that are not local um, and start to just create kind of that network within the homeschool community. Um, and then we also have a great exhibit hall that's going to be totally sold out and has um, lots and lots of vendors there with curriculum for people to purchase. Um, a lot of those people will allow you to you know, purchase it right there at their booth and then uh, immediately initiate it getting sent to your door. So sometimes it's there when you get home. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's, it is just an excellent event that we kind of hope to see it as kind of a one-stop shop for families who are either, you know, been homeschooling for a long time and are just needing to get to brush up on some of the latest trends um, or to get the next grade of curriculum if they've been doing it for a while. Um, and then for those families who are just now starting, we really want it to be a high-energy event that gets them excited about the choice they just made. So where can they uh, get more information about it, and uh, what are the dates? And uh, um, I know the Woodlands is its one of those things. I, I was living in uh, north of Houston when I was a teenager, and I remember the mm-hmm. Woodlands going in. I, am I correct? The Woodlands is uh, north of Houston, right? It is, yes, um, yes. It is. It is a, a really pretty area. I believe it's in Montgomery County. 
um, right there, which I, I feel like that's kind of the Fredericksburg of, uh, of Houston, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, but yeah, right over, right over there in, uh, near Conroe, north of, uh, north of Houston on, on I-45. Um, the dates are, uh, June 2nd through June 4th. So that first weekend in June and, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an excellent time, and we're we're really excited about it. So to sign up, you go to thsc.org, Texas Homeschool Coalition, thsc.org, and look for the link, and you'll find it now. And it says register now. The prices go up on May twenty seventh. That would be tomorrow. So uh, yes, sir. If you're if you're if you're thinking about this or serious about this. Um, do not hesitate. Um, wait till after Lorraine Lamont's show is over at 10:30, and then go to thsc.org and uh, and go check it out. Hank the cow dog. Why, tell me about Hank the cow dog. For some reason, that is like in the corner of my brain. Sure. I, I know who yes. Hank the cow dog is. Yes, yes. So John Erickson is the author of Hank the cow dog. He's a he's a real life cowboy and american hero uh but he lives way up in the panhandle uh i think near perryton texas uh-huh. um and so uh texas monthly actually did a really great spread uh all about john erickson but uh hank the cow dog is the is the series that he's most well known for it's about a it's about a ranch uh dog that that lives on a ranch and that helps protect the uh the livestock and the land um for his cowboy owners and uh so we, we've been friends with John, uh, Tim Lambert, the, the president of THC, has been friends with John for uh, probably decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is just a regular at our convention. He's always there uh, to, to read from his books, to tell stories. Sometimes he'll even bring his, his banjo and sing songs from the Hank the Cowdog series. And uh, it's just a, it's a great time that, that families just really enjoy. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Out of all these, okay. fe- out of all these featured speakers, which one is Stephen Housley absolutely not going to miss? He's not going to be out in the hall visiting with people. He is going to be on the front row paying attention to this speaker. So you're you're on the spot now. You got to pick a favorite. <laughs> if uh, if if I um, if I had the ability to do that, which I probably will not be free enough to do, but if mm-hmm. I could. Uh, it would probably be between Ali Bestucky and uh, and John Erickson. I, I got part of John Erickson's when we were at the uh, at the Allen convention, but I completely missed uh, Ali Bestucky. So I would I would probably love to hear her uh, most of all. But but Dr. Kathy Cook is also really great. I've interviewed her at least one time before, and uh, she's excellent. So. Uh, it's it's hard to pick a favorite, but I would probably try to see Allie Beth Stuckey. Well, there you go. You know, I've listened to some of her podcasts, and uh, I'm very impressed with the with her attitude and her her uh, Christian attitude and the way she deals with things. And uh, she would be, I think, her and Chelsea Cameron would probably be at the top of my list. And um, so, anyway, folks, go check this out at thsc.org. Thsc org. If you're a homeschooler, you probably already know about these guys. If you're a homeschooler and don't know about them, shame on you. Go look them up now. Let's get you guys together. And if you are can even thinking about as a possibility, has that come across your kitchen table? 
honey, maybe we should homeschool next year. And uh, I, I can just see that conversation. That the, Probably the first time it comes up is the, the one or the other is going to just shake their head and roll their eyes and say, are you out of your mind? <laughs> so um, if one of these, uh, if you're in one of these situations, folks, you really, really need to make your way over to the Woodlands. And it is a beautiful area. And I believe they probably have some, uh, uh, some hotel rooms blocked off for you. Um, and so thsc.org and uh, go check them out and uh, you can also their their phone number is on that website if you have questions um, about homeschooling or about any of this I'm sure they would happily uh, answer any of your questions and um, so there you go anything else did we leave anything out uh, out Stephen you know I can't I can't think of anything else uh, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to be on the show today and really appreciate y'all's partnership throughout the years, just um, being so supportive of us and all that we do. And, um, yeah, happy happy to be here and to, that you were willing to take the time. I appreciate it. All right, folks, there you go. Um, uh, Stephen, thank you again, sir. And we will definitely uh, – we're definitely going to get you in here in the summer sometime and uh, really spend some time on homeschooling and – and try to answer a lot of questions because I think there's a lot of parents out there taking this serious now, but they're just afraid to take that first step. So, Stephen, thank you very much for your time today. Absolutely. Thank you as well. All right. There you go, folks. Uh, go check it out, thsc.org. And uh, if you're uh, considering homeschooling, thinking about it, um, let's, let's get you in touch with these people. They're really good. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break, and then I think we're, we're I think we may end up in Haggai today. So you never know. All right, stay tuned. All right, folks, we are back. Um, before I get to Haggai, and by the way, if you uh, want to uh, read an entire book of the Bible today, you know there's 66 books, and you can read an entire book. Uh, you know what? During your coffee break, Haggai is all of uh, two pages long, and uh, we're going to get to that in a minute. I do want to, um, after uh, everything that's been going on, uh, well, let's just say Uvalde, with the situation in Uvalde, I don't know if you watched uh, Beta uh, Beto um, O'Rourke yesterday disrupt the, um, uh, the the press conference with the governor and everybody up there, and uh, very 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 sad um, uh, to see that. Um, but you know, there's a lot of his supporters out there that think he did exactly the right thing. Um, in fact, we've even we even have people on our side of the aisle who think that that type of behavior is okay if it's on our side that we could do the same thing. We're we're not that's that's not me. That's not me. I'm not going to do that. And uh, so this was inappropriate. Um, but I'll tell you what. The other thing that we're going to see coming up, and um, you know, we really tried to. Uh, uh, find some alternatives for our lieutenant governor and governor. During the primaries, we went through 
you know, the big fight of can we get us a new governor, a new Republican governor? Can we get us a new Republican lieutenant governor? And, uh, of course, uh, all of those, the uh, establishment won out. We still have Lieutenant Dan. And, we're, and listen carefully, we're all going to go vote for Lieutenant Dan in, the run, uh, in, the, in November. So as critical as I am of Lieutenant Dan and Governor Abbott, and, uh, oh, goodness, uh, the Speaker of the House, I don't, I'm not even going to apologize for being critical of him, um, but the Lieutenant Governor and the Speaker of the House uh, in 2019 were pushing red flag laws very, very heavily. And um, there were even conservatives in my circle that were saying, well, you know, we, we really need to look, we need to be somehow need to start watching for it. Folks, don't fall for the red flag thing. And uh, it is my fear that um, that going into this next legislative session, given the history of Lieutenant Dan, um, and the history of our Speaker of the House, that they're going to be all gung-ho and ready to go on red flag laws. And if you're, if you're one of the conservatives out there saying, but we need to do something, we need to do something, um, red flag laws are not good. And um, as a conservative, that's where you need to stand on that. Um, we cannot predict someone's behavior. You, you, you can't do it. Uh, I don't care what all the signs are that you see. Um, in fact, one of the things that Beto, um, third generation Irish American, um, very wealthy family, the O'Rourke's, um, and uh, one of the things he said, uh, he said, this was predictable. I challenge you, Beto, if that, if that shooting was predictable yesterday, why didn't you stop it? He said it. He said this was predictable. Really? Where were you? If you uh, predicted this and knew this shooting was going to take place, where were you? You weren't there. But, um, folks, they're going to push the red flag laws, yes, in Texas. They're going to push them. Forget what they're doing in the federal government. I, uh, that. Someone has to enforce it here, and nobody's going to be enforcing the insanity coming from Washington. Well, we hope not. Um, and uh, But we can fight what's going on in Austin. And I promise you they're going to be pushing the red flag laws, and you're going to be, it's going to be a tough position to stand and say no red flag laws. Um, it's going to be a tough decision a tough stand to take because people will look at you and say, oh, you just want to let them keep killing children? And you're going to have to be able to stand up to that and have an answer for that. And unless you truly understand the principles of liberty, unless you really get that, you're going to very easily fall into the trap of, well, we need just need to monitor all their social media, and every time somebody says, I'm going to go... Uh, no, no, folks, that's not the answer. And, and and it's hard to defend that answer. I get it. It's difficult to defend that answer. and uh, But you're going to have to learn how to do it because we will, I will fight any red flag laws that come up in the state of Texas. Um, absolutely 100% will fight them. 
And uh, if you're out there saying, well, what's your solution, Mr. Long? My solution is protect our schools in the same way we protect concerts, in the same way we protect national, in the same way we protect basketball games, when you go to an NBA game, when you go to an NFL game, when you go to a baseball game, uh, ML, is it, what is it, MLB? See, I'm, baseball is, baseball's right there with chess with me. I don't consider either one of them to be a spectator sport. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and get angry at me for that one. But uh, so where you go through you go through security, you walk in, you're protected, um, you can't get in with a weapon. There's only so many entrances. There's no back entrances to the to the football stadium. Um, even though I could tell you some stories uh, during the 80s of crashing uh, concerts and uh, <laughs> bum rushing some concerts. Let's see. I got in uh, through a back door to see. Um, oh. Uh, uh, White Rabbit, who's that? I'm losing a name. Uh, Jefferson Starship. And uh, I also bum-rushed uh, a concert uh, uh, in Portland. The, the David Bowie, the Glass Spider Tour. I bum-rushed that one and got in. Um, so, But it, things are not like that anymore, all right? Um, oh, yeah, I snuck through a whole bunch of muddy creek to get into a midnight showing of the Grateful Dead. Um, so, And that was well worth it. Um, man, but I was, boy, that I got through that. I was not in good shape. Um, so anyway, we're protected at concerts. We're protected at, at, at venues. If you go to the, if you go to the Republican state convention, you're going to be protected. If you go to the bank, you're going to be protected. It, this is where the protection needs to, this is what we need to do is we need to protect our students. We need to harden the, um, the, the schools. And no, it doesn't have to look like a prison. Does it look like a prison when you go to a concert? No, it doesn't. Um, and, you know, I was, all right, there you go. I'm done with that. We're going to get to some good stuff here in uh, the book of Haggai. I'm just warning you, the red flag uh, laws are going to be coming up in the next session and you're going to have a lot of so-called Republicans who are going to think they're a great idea. So uh, the book of Haggai, like I just said, you can read it in, in during your man during your your smoke break today. All right, it's that short. There's a little bit of a story behind it. The temple in Jerusalem had been destroyed in about 586 uh, BC, and uh, they were all exiled uh, the, from Jerusalem. The Jews were were uh, spread out, sent out everywhere. Uh, the uh, diaspora, I'm losing the term, diaspora, uh, but anyway, the, chase, the Jews were all chased out of uh, Jerusalem. The temple was destroyed, and uh, the King Cyrus of Persia, um, about, I uh, was about 50 years later, decided to allow the Jews to return to their homeland and rebuild the temple. And uh, so the Jews uh, head back to uh, Jerusalem. The Israelites go back to Ju Jerusalem and uh, they uh, start building the temple. And uh, they're kind of excited about that, and they get the temple going, and then they get distracted. And um, their work becomes shoddy. The work basically stops. We read about that in the Haggai, that the work essentially stops. And uh, this is, um, then God finally says, all right, I've got to go back out and talk to these guys. And so God talks to Haggai and gives him a message 
to uh, Zerubbabel and uh, to uh, Joshua, the son of Jehozadak. And uh, the God sends this message, and um, God's looking around, and, and he says, um, it's, you're, you're dwelling in your nice little paneled houses while my house lies desperate, lies desolate. And in uh, uh, verse 5 of chapter 1, uh, the Lord says, uh, consider your ways. So he's going to say, take a look at where you are right now. Consider where you are right now. He says, uh, you've sown much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but there's not enough to be keep you satisfied. You drink, but there's not enough to become drunk. And you put on clothing, but no one is really warm enough. And he who, who earns wages, you put him in a purse that is filled with holes and uh, you're, you just lose your wages. That last line there uh, made me think of inflation and kind of like, uh, yeah, way inflation is right now, you put your money in your purse and uh, it's a purse of holes. And so God says part of the reason that you're having, you're doing all this work but you're not getting much out of it is because you're too busy taking care of yourself and your home. And he said, you've ignored my home. And so he says, as long as, um, as, long as you are ignoring my home, I'm not going to let you succeed in building your home. And so he says, if you're going to, if you're going to um, ignore my home, I'm going to ignore you and not bless you. And so God says, that uh, unless y'all get to work on my um, temple, unless you get to work on my temple, we're going to give you a drought. We're going to give you a drought on your the, the grain, on the wine, on the oil, on the men, on the cattle, and everything you do on your hands is going to be no good. And uh, But until you uh, get back to work on my house. So I want to ask you, how many of us are now, and I'm putting myself in there, are too busy working on our homes and not paying attention to God's home and God's temple. And, of course, you know I'm not talking about building a physical temple. We're talking about how much are you putting into, how much of your life is concentrated and consecrated to God and how much is just to your self and if you want to read the book of Haggai um, there is um, there's uh, some good stories in there there's four prophecies in there and uh, God's basically saying uh, you need to spend more time on me um, and less time on yourself so um, we all need to occasionally step back and take a look at that where is your energy in your life is it just for yourself or is it for eternity? Is it for God? Is it for Jesus? Um, where are you spending your energy and your time? Folks, um, lots of tragedies, lots of things happening. Um, the, more, the more important it is that you keep your eyes open, that you pay attention, that you, you, you get with those around you that love you and those that you love, your community, your family. Start at home, your family, then your community, your church, your neighborhood. 
Are you reaching out to those people? Are you all in this together? And are you working towards the final goal, which is our salvation and the real life that comes after this one? Folks, y'all stay tuned for Lorraine, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.